to the Yoga Liberty podcast. I have a very special guest today that I'm super excited to share with you. She is one of my oldest friends and peers. We have created some magic together for many, many, many years and worked with tens of thousands of people all over the world. So I'm really excited to um, introduce you to my friend Joyce Bozen. She is the founder of Trauma Recovery Yoga, and she is also the um, founder of the Tri Method. And she's starting a new organization called Joy Wins, and you can get a hold of her at thetrimethod.com. So um, Joyce is here today to talk a little bit about the organizations that she started. I'm going to ask her some questions about how she founded her nonprofit and how you can do um, your own nonprofit and things that you can do to create uh, change and impact in people's lives, even if you don't create your own nonprofit, but just how can you go out into the world, make some impact. And then also we're going to talk a little bit about how um, you can get together with Trauma Recovery Yoga and Joy Wins if you want to join those organizations. So welcome, Joyce. Thank you. Hi, Angelica. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to see your face. Oh, my gosh. It's been a really long time. It has been, but, you know, I get it. It's just been a time for both of us doing what we do. It's been a time for everyone on the planet. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yes. Yeah, right. So uh, tell us a little bit about uh, how the, the trauma recovery yoga became and how you decided to start that and what brought you to creating that and then um, kind of how you created it. Okay, fabulous. So, um, well, you've been with me the whole the whole entire journey, but um, you know, it started, Trauma Recovery Yoga started with trauma. And I was a yoga teacher. Um, I'm trained in Ashtanga and Ayurveda. Um, and I was teaching to vulnerable populations who were um, usually with medical disabilities like traumatic brain injury or obesity or cancer. And then um, I experienced a, a big T trauma, as people call them. I lost my son. He was serving in the Navy and he was in a horrible accident. He lost both his legs. And then nine days later, his life, I was at his bedside during that time. And I, I would promptly within nine months post that um, incident uh, diagnosed with PTSD. I, I isolated and medicated as a gold star mom, heavily clozapam, Prozac, Xanax and those things until um, a, my resilient voice, what I call, I've named Grit, Grit spoke to me and said, you can't live like this, like you have other kids, there's something more. And so I wanted to wean myself off those drugs and get back into life. I went back to a yoga class at a studio near my home here um, in Las Vegas. And uh, I didn't like it very much because it was not trauma informed. So it was a great yoga class. It just wasn't great for trauma, right? Uh, so they, the things that they were doing in that class, I was more triggered than I was treated from the music to the way the room was set up to the way they walked about the room and so on. I uh, went back to my um, trauma team at the VA and I said, I really want to do yoga, but I cannot do. I know there's something in yoga for me to help me make my way off of these drugs and it back into life, but I I I'm going to have to create it. Can you help me? So we picked apart my diagnosis from the DSM 
and symptom by symptom, we put in place um, methods that from breath and orientation and grounding and centering and movement mindfully that helped me to recover my resilience. And with time, I was so I was doing so well. My my recovery was so um, turbo boosted. Like I made so much progress so quickly that my team was like, "Can you teach that here at the VA?" Can you teach that to amputees? Can you teach that to post-war? Can you teach that here? And so, of course, I did. And then I'm talking to you the whole time, Angelica, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, now there's more. There's the VA. There's, you know, uh, at-risk youth. There's Title I schools. There's foster care. There's human trafficking. There's addiction recovery. There's behavioral health. And there was so many spaces that were calling me or not enough me. And then... My angel Angelica said, well, you're going to have to train other people to to teach this. Then. Some other people need to know how to do this. So uh, I'm covered in goosebumps right now, by the way. <laughs> it's, this, so is so crazy. this is so crazy. This is so crazy. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and quickly, um, and you helped me create the modules. We came up with a 12-hour um, and then that that expanded to a 20 hour by the second training. We always sell out every training. Um, and that training was always at your studio here in Vegas. Um, and it was very, it was received very well by our community. Then came one October. And when one October came, um, people wanted to donate money to trauma recovery yoga. And for those for people who are not familiar with One October, that is for us who are uh, residents of Las Vegas, Nevada, that is when the shooting happened uh, near the Mandalay Bay. So if you're not familiar with that because you aren't from this area, that's what we're referring to. Right. So mass violence uh, was added to the list. And then all the first responders that were you know, responded to and or picking up the pieces afterwards, right, um, we're you know, our whole community was suffering. Even if you weren't there, you felt that, that shock trauma. And and so we were just uh, two people, my husband and I, working with you to place, to have this training in those spaces. And suddenly the media uh, found us because um, we, we were called, you know, to action in that moment and placed teachers in your space and a lot of other studios around the Valley um, to offer free classes for the recovery of resilience in that moment when I'm, my hometown was in shambles, right? And because the media found out about it and started covering those classes, um, people wanted to donate to us to help us bring more classes and train more people. That's when it was time to make it a nonprofit because we wanted people to have the benefit of do donating because they wanted to do tens of, tens of thousands of dollars, right? And we wanted them to be able to receive the write-off or the benefits of that. So we quickly formed an LLC and a nonprofit at that point. Um, and since then, we continue to do the training. And uh, we've trained thousands of people all over the world. This isn't... Angelica, you know I say this all the time, and I know you get this. I'm not, I'm a smart person, but I'm not this brilliant. <laughs> this was from brilliance, right? This right. was from obedience. This was from saying yes, you know, how can I help? How can I be of service? Showing up where I could for nothing until there was something. 
uh, and and just continuing to do that. And now it's not from me, it's from you and me and the thousands of people that we've trained in this method that had orphans of ISIS now receive trauma recovery yoga in uh, in Iraq. That's amazing. Um, that were taken from their homes and either put in uh, towards a soldier or sex trafficked. And now we're, we have a teacher there helping them recover resilience. So that's just one example. It's global and it has, you know, just this much to do with me, right? It was all the ripples. That's incredible, that. Joyce. I'm really excited for you. That's really, really amazing. I'm excited for them. Like it's, you really don't. And you know, it's funny that you should say that because, uh, I'm going to compare you to Krishna Das right now. <laughs> but, <laughs> okay. I was at a Krishna Das concert one time and he said that somebody asked him like, how do you get your gigs? How do you, how do you go out and get more, more workshops and how do you get heard? And, and he was like, it doesn't work that way. You go out, you do the work and then the universe decides. He's like, I never worked at this. People contacted me and said, do you want to come and play at my studio? And then more people, and then more people, and then more people, like God, spirit, universe of each of our own divine understanding, like just took over for him. He just did the work. And that's the thing I think people don't, you know, people contact me on the regular and they ask me, you know, what can I do to be a full-time yoga teacher? What can I do to to help people in need? What can I do to um, create my own organization? What can I do to create an online yoga studio? Whatever it is that their dream is. And, I, and I'm like, just do it. Just do the work. And it, it's like the alchemist's path from, you know, that Paul Coelho book. It, yeah. Just do the work and then universe God spirit will reveal it to you. And either it's either meant for you or it's not meant for you, but it's not, it's, it, it will happen. You won't have to, it won't be hard. It will just happen for you. It will unveil. Uh, yeah. I think you said to me before too, like jump and the net will be provided. Right. Or something, you know, like that. And that, and that's it. Right. Just keep showing up. I've said in, in a different way, you know, just, just take the nice next right step. You don't have to right. know step 20. Right. And, and trust, right? That trust factor. So I think, too, your intention will always define the outcome, right? And my intention was just to help people feel better, right? It always was that. And if I ever lost track of that, it generally wasn't due to me, right? It was because someone else said, I see what you're doing, and we can scale you up, and we can make a million dollars if you just do these things. And as soon as I... So you know uh, what I'm talking about because you know when I was going through that with a couple of people who wanted to like buy it or own it or whatever, right. and I was <laughs> saying, people always want to do that. <laughs> yeah, and then I, you know, I would, I would listen to them for a minute, and as soon as I, I started feeling like it didn't match. Right, like, you can't own a movement. You can't own a movement. You're... You can't own people. You can't own a movement. You can't own yoga. This is you just. Keep your intention pure. If your intention is pure, you will be successful. Yes. That is mutable yes. loss. Yes. Right? But as soon as you shift it into, this is a million-dollar idea, this is how I'm going to, you know, you start pinning those ideas on it. It's not that you can't. It's not that you can't make a million dollars. 
but that it's you have to flip it right it's your intention first it's a secondary right? thing it's a secondary thing i don't know if you know about my book i wrote how i made a million dollars teaching yoga and no. <laughs> how do i not know this okay uh, it came out in the fall but um yeah you can get it at yogabusinessbook.com which Okay. Which is, is funny because um, I was sleeping and I, I woke up and I was like, I had this dream that I should buy this URL called yogabusinessbook.com. And mm. I woke up and I checked on my name silo. I was like, is it available? And sure enough, for $8.99, <laughs> it was of available. Course. And I was like, this is insane. This is insane. So, um <laughs> That's it. That is exactly, though, just following. So Darwin and I, especially at first, um, you know, he was making six figures, quit that job, came to help me because it got too big for just me. And and he felt drawn and pulled and like, you know, it it was like a calling for us. Right. Mm -hmm. And we we would just say yes. To everything that, that if yes. the phone rang, yes. obviously it was supposed to say yes, even if I felt completely unprepared. Like when you said to me, you got to do a training, you put my ass on the calendar. You put my training on the calendar before I had a module, before I had a workbook. Do you know but how many people I like are like, yes. you made me do this? And I'm like, I, don't, I just was like, I, you know, I think you could do this. It would be cool. And do you remember <laughs> me like, Sitting at the Casa Don Juan, like going over my notes frantically. And now, uh, I, I, I'm but now look at them. you. Now look at you. Like, see, that's the thing is it's so many people. See, now it's an everyday thing for you to be Joy, Joyce Bozen of Trauma Recovery Yoga, of, of Joy mm-hmm. Wins, of the Tri Method. Like, this is an everyday thing. But back then, it was like, this is a scary thing that I, I don't know if I can do, I, I don't have the confidence for, but I think that's the thing that everyone misses is that it's not the mo- it's not the most knowledgeable. It's the hardest working person. It's the person who's willing to go out and do the work that lives the dream. It doesn't just come to you. And I would have, you know, I had to do the work too. When I, it's not like I was like, bam, I'm teaching yoga, I made a million dollars. It took me 10 years to get there. You know, I was working in 24-hour fitness, driving all over town, teaching classes. I never even thought I was going to make any money teaching yoga. I just knew that I enjoyed doing it, and I liked working with the students, and I'm, I'm still driving. And uh, <laughs> I'm just moving my arms there. But um, I knew that, like, I enjoyed it, and this was my passion, and I was just doing the next right thing every single day and saying yes, like you said, to every single opportunity. That's another thing. People will email me, and they'll say, well, I don't want to do this or I don't want to do that. Or, you know, I had a student one time I set up, it, it was before I owned a studio and I did a yoga teacher training and I set up this, this opportunity for them to all teach at Lululemon for free. And one oh, yeah. of my graduating students was like, I'm not going to do it unless they pay me. And I'm like, but you haven't even, you just graduated from yoga teacher training. You're, you know, like you, you need yeah. experience and they're giving it that to you for free. And, and yeah. she's like, no, I only do things I get paid for. And she refused to do it. And I, that mentality is what holds you back. You know, you, well, you, yeah, I think, you know, you know, our friend, Ray Gardner here in Vegas, who the silent Tabasana guy. And I, I know he doesn't own this quote, but he says it quite often, do what you have to do until you can do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, you know, and that's a rite of passage. 
that's a rite of passage. But here's the thing. It's not, it's not like you're doing what you have to do because, and there's no value in it. There's something you're learning right. in everything. The yes. universe is working on in your behalf. I had to sell real estate and sell yoga, and I was the real estate yogi. But guess what? That, I remember. I don't want to sell real estate and manage properties, and I still do it a little bit on as a side hustle, right? But that helped me manage people and properties. And guess what? I I used those same skills as a real estate broker. Oh my gosh! Stop it. You know that's it for me. This is not my dog. I want that dog. That I'm like your dog's drunk. This is not this is not my dog, but she is this is this is Munchie, Princess Munchie. She is Ozzy's dog. She's a senior lady. I love her been, so much. I've been spoon feeding her and she's been She's amazing. I can't right She now. would love it in your house too, with all your little dogs and all your action. Yeah. Yeah, but she's she's high maintenance. Oh yeah. Well, you know, those little dogs usually are. I have I have like my doggies that do that. Um oh, sorry, that that was me. I'm like a dog. Forget it. I can't even think of anything else. Um, but yeah, so I learned skills. So if I think one of the things I teach and I mentor people as they're just moving through transition, whatever that is, trust it. And then I promise you, when you get to this, like I'm about to be, I think 57 or 58 coming up in a few weeks. Right. And happy birthday. Happy birthday. You're Aries, right? Aries or Taurus? Taurus? Aries. Aries. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When I zoom out on my life, uh, I, mean, I never could have seen myself in my 20s or 30s. I would have never guessed that I would be doing what I'm doing, where I'm doing, and how I'm doing it. Not a chance. No way. But, but when I zoom out on the map of my life, I all that whole journey makes sense now. Oh, I had to be a real estate agent so I would learn how to manage people and deploy them. Because we now have you know, hundreds of teachers that when people call us and say, I need somebody to do this class at foster care, or I need this at, at this police station or whatever, we place them. We become like this placement agency for these trauma-informed yoga teachers, which I learned the skill for teaching real estate. So right. trust whatever job is being put in front of you is there to train you for what your your real dharma is, like your your what you're meant yes, to do, is, yes. right? Yeah, and I think that anyone who does a little bit of self-reflection, because I look back on my life, I was with L'Occitan for 10 years. I worked in retail for 20 years. And that's how I learned to manage people, scale a business, train effectively, do sales. Yeah. I wrote a sales manual. You know, like I'm, yeah. a, I'm a selling machine. But you yeah. have to learn how to be a selling machine if you're going to be a successful yoga teacher. And that's, I think that's, a, that's a something that people miss frequently is that mm -hmm. they're like, oh, I don't want to be salesy. I don't want to sell. Well, you know, you, I, it's an injustice to people to not sell them something that would greatly benefit their life. So if you are not informing them about something that would greatly benefit their life, that is an injustice to that person, in my opinion. And you can call it sales. You can call it information. You can call it connection, whatever you want. It's just a word. The Yoga Sutras say that that's just a word. But you've mm -hmm. got to get the word out about you if 
it in what you have to offer. Just, you know, and you could replace sales with awareness. Yeah. If that, it's all just a word, like you said. So I'm raising awareness. Let me make you aware of this. Did you know this? And that that the science behind things, you know, what however you want to approach it. Um, yeah, 100%. I think, and the other thing, you know, a lot of people, we've had this discussion many times, Angelica, a lot of people think that, you know, it's really hard for people to ask to be paid for something so valuable. Yes. And you're not only doing an injustice to the person that you're giving that to for free. And I'm not saying never do anything for free. We all do things we for free. We all do things for that's free. That's part of raising awareness. We're doing this for free. We're doing this for free right now. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. We all do that. And that's part of raising awareness, right? You bring muffins and Starbucks to your client when you're selling real estate, you give, you, you do things for free and that cost you money, but you can't do everything for free. And you have to draw the line and make sure that you're making sure people know that this has value and that's how value is, you know, this kind of value. You're not only screwing over the person that you are giving that to for free on a regular basis, you're screwing over the whole community and the industry in that way. So to say, uh, if you are a nurse, are you are you going to give people like breathing treatments and you know IVs for free, uh, so that you paid for the schooling and did the time and took the risk and all of those things? Um, you're saying this has no value. So whether or not it's the client or the community, you know, you have to be careful and find that balance. In you know, for me, I'll do events. I'll do events for free. Here's the thing I always do first, though. I have a limit. I'll do one hour for free. I'm not doing three hours and I'm doing a day-long event. Mm -hmm. and I think, I'll do one hour for free. And I try to only do one hour per month for free. Now, when people call me and say, like yesterday, it was a suicide prevention presentation. They needed somebody to demonstrate some new tools. I said, yes. Do you have budget or what is your budget, right? Now, I didn't say I'm not going to do it. But the first question is, What's your budget so I can figure out what I can do best for you? Right? That's a great way to and, say that. Right. And and so when they, and sometimes they'll say, oh, I don't know. They're not expecting that. Oh, it's called Trauma Recovery Yoga. You're a nonprofit. thought it was going to be free. Yes. And they're caught up smart, you know. And then I say, well. But it gives the power oh, dynamic happens. back to them. And people love ha ha feeling that they're in power. That's that's how you empower someone is you give them the power back. So you say, what's yeah. your budget? That makes them feel like, oh, I have the power to decide whether mm -hmm. or not this is in alignment with my needs. Where yeah. versus I charge $500 an hour, you know? Right. Then they have no they have no power to decide. Now there's when you say what's my what's your budget? That's negotiation. And right. and ultimately, I think people miss that that a lot of these things that we do as yoga teachers are negotiation, but because people are so fixated on this set price ideology that they don't realize they can come back and negotiate. Like people will say to me, you know, I want to present at your studio or whatever when I had the studio and, and I always looked at it as a negotiation. I'm like, well, I'll do this split, whatever, you know? Yeah. And it, the thing that people don't realize everybody got a different split. You know, yeah. it's not, yeah. well, it's not, it's, there's, life is not fair. <laughs> I'm doing, I'm doing, uh, well, it is though, because it, it, you will get what you give. It's not, this, right. you know what I mean? You will get what you give. So, um, if not in this negotiation in the next, 
if not right. in this life, then but next, fairness you know? isn't defined by everybody gets a 60 40 split. That's no, not, that's no. not, that's not how fairness that's works. Not even, that's not even equity. Right. You know, right, right. So, um, yeah, 100%. I, I'm working on a real estate deal right now, you know, for a neighbor and 6% is kind of like the going rate of commission, but that doesn't mean it just because that's the going rate doesn't mean that that's what she needs to have. And so I might do a flat rate fee for her, but I asked for confidentiality. I also asked for confidentiality when I, I, I negotiate with people on speaking engagements. So yeah, I think that's something that people should, you know, remember that was a hard lesson. That's one of the hard lessons. There are a lot of hard lessons. <laughs> there are a lot of hard lessons. So tell us a little bit about the try method. So like, um, what what makes it different? You mentioned earlier that you went to a number of yoga classes and that they didn't meet your needs as a person experiencing post-traumatic stress disorder and that just mm -hmm. the way the teacher walked around the room and some of the cues and the way the class was led really didn't support the needs that you had. So what are some things that, that people listening to this, you know, who are, they're thinking about taking your training and, and we totally recommend cause it's an incredible training. I've hired a ton of people who have taken your training. Every single person who has ever given me any feedback about your training and people feel very comfortable giving me confidential information, but everyone has given me incredible feedback. They love your training. They love you. They love what you do. I know that you and I, we, we train very differently. We have different methods of doing things. Uh, there's more mm -hmm. than one way to get, to get to something, you know? And so, um, I, knowing that and then hearing really great positive feedback about your training. I know that it's an excellent training and I highly recommend it. So if you're listening to this podcast or you're watching this video and you want to, it, you want to do the training, definitely reach out to the trimethod.com and, um, get, get on there, get your, get your name on the email list, get in contact, get on Instagram, send a DM, you know, get, get involved, get, 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 get the information you need. Cause it is a training that's worthwhile. But what are some things that um, people can integrate that haven't done your training yet or maybe be, start to become more aware of, you know, mm. to in when they're teaching? Well, we are a science-based yoga method, right? So it's like science, psychology, neuroscience, vagal toning, um, and resilience recovery through positive uh, reinforcement, guided imagery, um, uh, affirmations so things that look recognizably like yoga and they are and for me that's where they were derived from but they are really just to um, to enhance that mind-body connection and rewire using neuroplasticity to to uh, replace bad habits with better habits right so so the first thing that we must do when we are working with people who are traumatized is is help them or people post trauma or in crisis is help them feel safe right and so in a traditional yoga class and i use the word traditional loosely right mm -hmm. because there are a million different ways yoga is presented right but in um in what i would say a common way of having a yoga class here in the united states would be a very dimly a dimly lit lit room and and, and yoga mats might be really close together there's usually music. Many times there are, are some ascent uh, or, or um, uh, some like incense or something like that. 
uh, Bernie. Um, we move around the room. We help to adjust people. We call people out and tell them good job or not. All of these things are, none of these things do we do in trauma recovery yoga. Does so that make sense? Mm-hmm. We, we set up the room with, we were so, we were uh, COVID friendly before COVID was a thing because our mats, our mats are quite a distance apart. We intentionally set up the room so that there is no breach of boundary because trauma so many times encompasses a breach of boundary, right? Mm -hmm. So enough space for people to feel as though they're safe, but not so much space to feel isolated. So everything has a reason. We wouldn't have the back, any, uh, the client's back towards the door, right? Then we need to see the exit. Um, We don't play any music at all. And I know this is a really hard one for people, but trigger it, 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 music is a very, very big trigger, right? Mm-hmm. And we cannot possibly eliminate all triggers for traumatized people, but we certainly can err on the side of caution, right? So we, we were really careful with our words. We don't use, for example, the word relax. So our cueing is different mm-hmm. in the way with, that we present that. Um, we don't dim the light. We talk. There's no silence. That's a big one, right? Yoga has a lot of silence in it. And I mean, try to go to a yin class, right? Try to go to my class and find silence because I never shut up. (laughs) I know. That's why I love your class. I love your class. Uh, For that, you're one of the teachers I can actually actually enjoy, right? I also don't like teaching with music. I I never really have enjoyed teaching with music. I feel like it gets in the way of the message. Mm. You know, but I do like the incense and, you know, I had colored lights in my studio. I do like like the dim lights. You know, I think there's a balance too, you know, like for, we're kind of in this age right now of cancel culture and the idea that like everyone has to be, um, everyone has to be seen, everyone has to be heard, everyone has to be connected to. But what do you say to like your regular yoga teacher who now suddenly feels guilty because they're not doing these, these things in their class, you know, like, because I know that there are people that are like that, you know, like you and I have been teaching a very long time. We, we know what we teach. We know what we specialize in. We feel confident in that, but not everyone does feel that way. So how about what, what do you say to teachers who are not, you know, they're not being trauma sensitive in their class, but that's okay. Right. Because there's, you know, like, what would you say? Yeah, I, think, I think what I would say is what I tell people as a disclaimer at the beginning of every training, if you're a yoga teacher, know that everything you learned is correct. Uh, that that is good yoga, that all yoga is good yoga and that not all yoga may be good for people who have experienced trauma. However, it is my intention to be the introduction, the gateway drug into yoga. So what happens is people who are uh, intimidated by a room full of people, people who have been isolated, people who don't want their back to the door, people who don't want to have music playing, come to my class, right? And they find some relief. And with time, they begin to heal and recover. And so this happens so many times. You know Max, you know Allison, mm-hmm. right? They had never been to a yoga class. That's just two examples. Many times people have never been to a yoga class, come to trauma recovery yoga, many times out of desperation, like I was, like, I, I want to feel better and nothing's working. I'm going to try this dang yoga thing. And then after time, we don't change our method. We don't progress with people. This is what we do. It's predictable. You know what you're going to get. Every time you come in, that's part of being trauma-informed. Every time it's the same. Now, 
you've been doing this for a year and you're like, I kind of want to try standing, um, you know, I kind of want to try crow. I kind of want to try. We don't even stand on one foot because oh. balance. Yeah. Because wow. balance is hard. Uh, balance is a challenge for people who have a chatter uh, mind and a traumatic balance is affected uh, by trauma, even psychological trauma. Right. So we don't even stand on one foot. So when they're ready for that and they come to us, I tell my trainees, Tell them, tell them your favorite yoga teacher. Say, that's a good idea. You should go to this vinyasa flow. That's a great idea. I want you to try that. Go to you. Whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's not that those classes, like everybody should stop doing that and start doing this because there's so much trauma in the world. No. You're the next step, right? right, right. And now, Max and Allison, girl, they're addicted. They're going to festivals. They're trying all the different kinds of yoga, but they couldn't touch their toes, nor were they interested in, you know, they didn't even know if they would go one more than one class. And you, you know, it's funny because I, when, when the COVID thing happened, I, I immediately thought about you because, you know, I never demo. I don't believe in demoing and I never demo and online teaching is all demo. Um, and I, my favorite part of class is touch and Mm -hmm. I'm known as like the head rub master Mm -hmm. and people get really upset Mm -hmm. if they don't get a head rub from me in class, because that's like their favorite part of the class. But I go with the Patricia Walden philosophy that you touch everyone once. So if there's 60 people in my class, I can't give 60 head rubs, you know? So I try to hit everybody one time. Um, but, but I always ask permission So before, at the beginning of class, you know, at the studio, I had these cards that were like touch cards. And they were like, if you want to get a touch, put the palms up. If you don't put the palms down on the card. And then there's no judgment zone on that because you can't know why somebody, maybe somebody's having their period. They don't want to be touched today. You know, like there's a whole variety of reasons why you might not want to be touched. And so there's no, you know, maybe you're, there's no judgment on that whatsoever. Um, But I would also just say like in a non- non um in a non-evasive way that no one else saw like if we were in a downward dog at the beginning of class i would say raise one leg if you don't want to be touched today you don't want any mm-hmm. physical assists and then no one has to see that you know uh, i don't call out injuries at the beginning of class for multiple reasons but there's no reason yeah. to uh, so many teachers do that though but it's like it's a library, a li- liability nightmare. But um, but I don't. Yeah, by the way, have a still a thing. Yeah. Right. I'm like, it's I got all these injuries, yeah. including the ones in my brain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I always ask about scent. So at the end of class, when I'm going to do the head rubs, I'll say, I'll be using eucalyptus essential oil today. If you do not want your head rub or you don't like that scent, please just put one hand on your belly and I'll make sure to skip you. You know. So I I integrate the touch with. But allow the out. Very trauma informed too, Angelica, because one of so we do we don't touch in the way that we don't walk. First of all, we don't walk around the room because there's too much hypervigilance and trauma. Right. And we don't touch. We don't align people because we want them to focus on just you know you know just being in a warrior two is a super big challenge uh, when you've never been to a yoga class before and you're full of fear mm-hmm. because that's. What just constantly in a state of terror right um and but in the end we do touch as you know during uh the what we call the um 
final meditation because we don't use Sanskrit in in the trauma informed classes. But <laughs> which I don't I allow my students to use. <laughs> like yeah. everyone yeah. in my class, the people in my teacher training, like we only speak in Sanskrit. We don't have any. Yeah. We don't have any language otherwise. Like you'll never see the word warrior anywhere in my online school. <laughs> I know, and you'll never. See Virabhadrasana in mind, right? Right. You'll never see Savasana. But we're teaching different things, right? So that's it's huge. Right? Right. Well, believe me, I love a yummy, like, I love when, you know, that's happening at the front of the class because it reminds me of my training, which was a really good time for me. But if I had never been to yoga and didn't understand any Sanskrit, and I went to a yoga class and I was traumatized and they were speaking Sanskrit, it only adds to my you know, my brows trying to touch what's going on now, you know, <laughs> brows trying to touch. I just, as yeah. I'm listening to you talk, I, when I first got out of college, I have a degree in women's studies. And when I first got out of college, I worked at a battered women's shelter. I don't know if I told you that. I knew I did. Know and, this. um, I didn't know any of this stuff. I didn't know any oh. of the things that you're telling me. They did not teach me this stuff in school. And I made so many mistakes and, you know, and I also was experiencing my own trauma because I came from, uh, my mom was a battered woman and I came from abuse in the home. So here I am really unhealed going in and trying to help people and then making all these mistakes. And so I think we have to be gentle with ourselves and know that we're not perfect either. And if you're called to work in a trauma informed yoga class, you probably have experienced trauma. 100%. Listen, most psychologists have experienced trauma. Psychologists, therapists, counselors, and social workers Almost all have a big T, almost 100% of the time. And and those people who are called to serve in yoga, who are looking to help other people heal, have are, are, are inspired because it helped them. It helped me so much, and I want to help. It saved my life. How many times have you heard it, right? It saved my life, so I wanted to share it with other people, which is a great intention and a really uh, first step towards success in the business, like, you know, like I said in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. So, um, in your training, is there, do, do you address that in the beginning? Like, do you address, like if, if you've been unhealed and do you do some healing practices and you know, how, how does that work out in your training? When we are talking about, are, you're, are, are you asking if I kind of put a broad call out to like, maybe you are here because something, because you have a story? Uh, yeah, like how do you address that in the training? You know, like obviously you don't say like, hey, you got a trauma, you got a trauma, you got a trauma, you got a trauma, you know? <laughs> you have unlimited potential. No, I don't see that. <laughs> it's like Oprah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we, we don't address talk in the way of unpacking anyone's trauma, neither in the training nor in the class. However, we assume everyone in the class and everyone in the training has a trauma so that we are informed in both spaces for example we cover some really hard material like the symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder and the symptoms and the um it's called aces adverse childhood experiences there's like a questionnaire and you get a score right so and the higher your score the more likely you are to exhibit certain behaviors like suicidal tendencies and addiction and promiscuity and overeating and so on, right? So people diagnose themselves, as you know, um, as we move through this material. So before we cover yeah. these very sensitive things, 
I say, you are going to be human and you are going to try to self, just like, don't, it's like, don't get on MD. What is it? WebMD. It's like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, you to try, but I promise you, even if you recognize these symptoms as your own, know that, that that's why you're here, because there is hope, because there is a way out, because resilience is possible to recover, no matter how many years it's been, no matter what you've been through. No one is unfixable. No one is broken forever. Yeah, that's um, really valuable. To, yeah. And so, yeah, we are, that. we, I, you know, I took a hala. I think you took the one I took with hala Koran. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Corey, I'm not sure. We took it together. I, I called you yeah. and was like, this is happening. And I sent you the link. <laughs> yeah. And I loved it. I, I don't, I, I'm sure I got a lot of, you know, value from it. But it was the one so thing long ago. It was forever ago. Yeah. It was right <laughs> in the beginning. Uh, before anybody even knew that trauma-informed care was a thing. Holla, I don't even know if you, I don't. She was taking, she's getting her doctorate in psychology or something. Oh. So, Yeah. Uh, I think it's and Curry. It's I think it's Hala Stone. Curry. Hala Curry. I think that's her name. Thank you. Well, yeah, because I'd like to say that right. She's amazing. And the one thing that I remember getting from her, and I don't know if it was hers or not, but was the phrase trigger plus resource equals healing. And, and so for me, that meant that I, I constantly want to offer resource as I'm teaching, right? Mm -hmm. Which we do, which we do, whichever yoga teacher is doing without even knowing it, right? Uh, you know what so I got most from her that really changed my life, I think about it all the time, is that I always had this feeling that I wasn't normal, that I wasn't normal, mm -hmm. I wasn't normal. And she said, you're normal. You had a normal reaction to an abnormal situation. You had a normal reaction to an abnormal situation. And that was so like light bulb moment for me. Yeah, I, I, I do say that. I do use the word natural instead of normal, right? Uh, yeah, so yeah, you had a natural reaction to an, an unnatural situation, right? Yeah, that's or nice too. Abnormal situation, it's quite, yeah. yeah. And, and this is natural for my body to react. And yeah, I absolutely felt like I was going nuts. And we do normalize. And that's a part of psychology and, and sociology is to normalize people's experience, which is nothing more than validation, right? Sometimes we feel like this, you know, sometimes we feel like bolting for the door. It's quite natural. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, before, yeah we, before we wrap up today, because we're getting close to time, but I want to, um, I want to talk about what you're doing next. The, oh, okay. um, the joy wins. I want to talk about this cause this is pretty exciting uh, and I love, I love the meshing here and I know that whatever you're doing, it's gold. So I'm really excited to share that <laughs> with the community. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so the next, so our next thing is because I'm in the, you know, the golden age of my life now. Um, and uh, so I stay a part of Trauma Recovery Yoga, the nonprofit. I have an ED now who takes care of that teacher placement piece. His name is Leland Holgate. He also has, uh, he's a vet and he's running another nonprofit. So, uh, and then I'm still a part of the training. Um, our next one's coming up in May. So if anyone wants to take that, they'll see me there. Oh, I, I offer certain modules that I am super passionate about and that I feel like I'm responsible to provide. Um, but I have two really brilliant trainers now um, who offer some great insight as well. Um, and then uh, I'm so I'm still part of the band, but I'm you know launching my solo album as Joy Wins. 
which is Joy and Darwin. So Joy's Darwin Services, yeah. I love it's that. My, I love that. We don't, uh, Paul and I don't have anything like that. Oh, well, you better think of it. There's no Call way you can... You can't bring Paul and Angelica together like that. It just doesn't sound fun. Um, this is another instance of the universe coming together for something that's meant to be. Because, like, how incredible is Joy Wins? How incredible is that? Why I didn't think of it before, but what happened was, <laughs> so I started doing, it was my intention to write a book about not only my experience through what I learned through the death of Jacob and how the universe, you know, is constantly conspiring on our behalf and that, you know, that every loss holds blessing, right? And then not only my story, but your story, Max's story, Alliston's story, you know, there's a, a Brenda, there's a million. So it's kind of like this book that's like chicken soup for this traumatized soul um, and the remedies that went into making that. So I wanted to write that book plus do public speaking. I've been called to do that now and I've started to do that. Um, uh, so I'm launching this website because Darwin, who currently works full-time at the largest food bank in the state of Nevada, will eventually be retiring. And so we want to continue to be a part of the training, but also spread, you know, raise awareness around these methods and bring them to people. So Joy Wins is our way of showing up in spaces, offering a talk and a demo so that it is integratable, accessible, and sustainable from one talk, from one or two hours with us on stage, you will have tools for a lifetime. So that's our big, our big next move. But when, when that launched, it will be announced on the trimethod.com. And if you're on the mailing list for the trimethod.com, you will get notified of that launch. There's also going to be a, a store where I sell the essential oil blend that we use in the training that everyone loves. Mm, uh, yeah, everyone loves that. Some other fun uh, goodies and videos and, you know, it's, it's a lot. It's going to be really fun. And I'll put my book on yogabusinessbook.com. Well, I own well, that. I own that URL. <laughs> so I guess you can't take it now. But okay. I'll be happy to make a sales funnel for you. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Full of, with upsells and everything. I love it. <laughs> Well, I'm so grateful that you came on today, Joyce. Like, this is really incredible. It's really wonderful to see you again and to connect with you and to be doing business with you again. I took like two years off and did nothing. And then I came back and I'm like a firecracker. But um, I'm like, I got a YouTube and a podcast and a teacher training and I'm doing business coaching and I have business partners now. And I got all yeah. these sales funnels and for online courses. Before you let me go, I just have to say about your teacher training, right? Your teacher training, at least in my, listen, I, I talk to a lot of yoga teachers. They, they take our training. So do a lot of other, you know, professions like nurses and psychologists and stuff. But the yoga teachers that take our training, when they've taken your training, 100% of the time, if they take my training, they become the best. Like they are on time. They have, they work with integrity. Their intention is honest and, and, like they stand in, they are dependable. I mean, like they are the best teachers I have. I know for sure that your training is the best training. And listen, I get people from all over. That's not just in Vegas. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I have some great teachers that have taken some other trainings, but it's hit and miss when it comes to your training 100% of the time. So I just want to throw that out there. 
Thank you for You're saying not- that. One of one of my business partners who is one of my co-teachers in our 200-hour, 300-hour, and 500-hour Yoga Alliance approved teacher trainings. <sighs> Take a breath. Um, she actually, I met her because she took trauma recovery yoga. And then uh-huh. um, Liz, she took trauma recovery yoga. And then she wanted to be a yoga teacher and she took my training. So that's how we met was actually through Try. So, oh, wow. Yeah. 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 I, I adore her and her mom. And we've done yeah. some things together. Yeah. Yeah. And her mom has that's a good. retreat center in Utah now. I so know. In Utah. It's amazing. So it's a, it's really awesome to see all these people growing and thriving and doing incredible things for the world. And you just think about how, like, you know, we, we were just in that garage in Las Vegas behind the UMC medical center at the end of a driveway, nobody could ever see, you know, and we're like, we're like, you know, we want to do this thing. (laughs) That's, oh yeah, that's where, yeah, that's where it all began. Yeah. Yeah, I was begging you, be my friend. <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't have a lot of friends, so okay. <laughs> I just moved to this town. <laughs> and here we are, I'm coming over for pizza, so. Oh my gosh, you got to come. The pizza oven is on point. Soon as, yeah, as soon as time is available, let's do that. I love you so much. Thank you so much for having me on here. Yeah, I'm so excited for everything you're doing and that we're doing together. Same, same. Thank you. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Again, you can go to the trimethod.com and connect with Joyce. You can also reach out on Instagram and uh, send a DM, and I'm sure that they will get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you so much for listening today, for watching, if you're watching this video, and we'll see you next time. Have a wonderful day. Okay. Uh (laughs) Okay.